Good morning. It is Monday, June 1st, and we are actually on take number two, although you wouldn't know it unless you're on our Facebook page. Good morning again. My name is Janice Malillo. And I am Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, and this is Two Sisters. And a book having a lot of technical difficulties this morning, for sure. So, Carol Sue, why don't you take it away so I can just double check everything? I sure will. Thank you, Jan. You know, we uh, love the fact that you, our audience is always a part of kind of the journey. And this is part of it. We've been having some, some difficulties this morning. There's a lot going on in our world, a lot going on today because it is June 1st. It is the start of a brand new month but it's also Monday mindset. And we've got a lot to chat about, a lot to talk about. You know, people are, you know, kind of feeling a lot of different emotions and the topic could not be more perfect for today, mindset, and how we really kind of train our minds to deal with what's going on, still remain and have posture, you know, in our beliefs, um, but always doing it in such a way that is respectful and mindful of how other people's feelings and that takes mindsets that takes something clear and concise of how you are thinking and how you're chatting and just like that we are live on facebook so good morning everyone it is june 1st on this monday mindset i am carol sue aka nani boss with two sisters and the book and my name is janice malillo also known as the wellness diva and welcome once again to second take, take number two for two sisters. <laughs> Technical difficulties and I'm going to be honest straight up front here. Um, I did not want to come on today. I know that. I, I, it, it's, a, it's, you know, a it's, a, it's a tough day. I, I, I know I didn't sleep well. Mm. Right. So... Let's start the conversation off. Um, just double checking here. Everything looks like it's running pretty well. Um, it we, may, is. we may have a couple people walking through, but that's okay. Um, we're just gonna go with it. Um, <coughs> so, Carol Sue, as you were saying before, we were obviously talking about everything going on in the world today. And before we even got on air um, the first time, we one of the first thing I said said to you was, I just, I, I don't even want to do it today. I don't even want to talk about it. But, you know, I knew that in my heart that I wanted to. There's a lot of emotions and tensions going on today. Um, so why don't you kind of take us back to um, when you were chatting about, like, your take and your view um, Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we're blessed today. It is Monday Mindset. We, we are blessed that we are you know, able to share our thoughts, you know, talk about subjects that are not always comfortable to talk about. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, our country was so blessed. We were coming out of, you know, we were slowly coming out of the, the, the quarantine, the virus. Our country was starting to see hope. We were, st we were starting to see, you know, life again. You know, we're, a lot of states were in just the beginning stages of their soft openings. And so far, it was going very well. I don't think that, I think the numbers were either maintaining or lowering. There was some, some promise of some economic changes that were happening. People were really just kind of looking forward to getting their lives back, taking 2020 back. And then sadly, 
you know, devastation hit our country yet again. We, you know, witnessed a horrific scene taking place in Minnesota to a, uh, I guess, young, I'm not really sure what his age is, but a young black man that did not deserve to die the way that he did by four men who posed themselves. And I say they posed themselves. They posed themselves as police officers. They got up that day. They put on a costume, in my eyes. They put on a costume because they didn't take the oath of office that they swore to serve, honor, and protect their community. And the community meant all colors of skin, flat out. Doesn't matter whether you're white, black, orange, yellow, purple, green. I don't know. Some people have fuchsia hair now. Doesn't matter what the skin color that you have. A police officer, a man of integrity, a woman officer, a woman of integrity takes that oath for a very profound purpose to honor and serve. And what we witnessed, sadly, and disgracefully to that community. And when I say that community, I don't mean the, the community as a whole, to that particular department, because that's, that's, a, that's an embarrassment to their precinct. It's, a, it's an embarrassment that they could not detect and or have a system in place that would identify problem officers that either have a history of brutality, have a history of being written up, and you know, there's a check and balance system. So they failed on all accounts, okay? We, I think everyone can agree with that. Minnesota literally had the United States behind them. President Trump came out right away. Um, many, many leaders from all different communities denounced this brutality, wants change. And I think was just on the cusp and then it just crumbled into where we are today. Now, last night, I understand that there were many um, cities, and I'm going to obviously particularly talk about Boston, um, that had a very successful protest. You know, people have to understand what the word protest actually means. You're protesting that you feel that there's an injustice and you want to see change. So, yes, holding a sign, you know, calling up your legislation, calling up your law and local law enforcement, marching chanting all that is protesting and i'm for all of that but there's a line that you cross when you now have protesters or fake protesters or fake paid protesters that have now taken on a whole level which i have really thought about it there's no other phrase that could describe it it is purely domestic terrorism I don't care. You can call it any name you want. You could use the word, the word riot. And a lot of people are using the word riot. I fully believe that even rioting doesn't depict what we are actually visualizing. When you see, you know, your surroundings, your community, buildings, businesses burning down to the ground, when you don't see law enforcement present, and that's what happened early on. And sadly, that was a ripple effect. We often, at Two Sisters, talk about ripple effects. Mm -hmm. You know, you have an action and then you have a reaction, right? We now have seen a ripple effect of the lack of leadership from Minnesota now rippling all over the United States. And you're hearing the word Antifa a lot now. Uh, a lot of people don't really know what Antifa stands for. It is an anarchy, you know, leftist uh, 
all about fear, all about promoting violence, destruction, maiming people. They do not care who's in their path. They stir the pot up. They get the local community stirred up and they're paid. They are paid people to come and do this to people's communities. People should be angry over that because while protesting and demanding change for officers that do not have the reality checking or taking that badge seriously for what it is, they need to be dealt with, but it's not this way. It is absolutely not this way. So speaking of Boston, and then I'm gonna let you interject, Boston was boasting you know, how proud they are, and so they should, that they ran a very successful, uh, peaceful march, and they did. Uh, during the day, there were families out there. It was a beautiful day. It was a peaceful march. We, we even actually saw some law enforcement, you know, gathering with them as well and embracing that moment, and it did. It was peaceful. But I frequently heard and watched and listened to other people that were right there say, but it turned south, it turned bad real quick. And a lot of people are now on social media, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and actually declaring that it went south or went bad because of the law enforcement. Because when law enforcement came in, then it turned bad. Wake up called people, that is not what happened. And it's sad that media only depicts certain images so what really transpired, so for those of you who think that, you know, it was totally peaceful, while it was in the beginning, and it really was a time for Boston to shine. It was really a time for Boston to show the rest of the world, hey, we can have a protest. It could be peaceful. We could be mindful of, you know, what is going on in our world and, and really bring racism to, you know, enlighten people that we need change, right? And they didn't do that. So what happened was, there were many lines of lines of defense. They had a curfew. And whether people like it or not, we live in a society where we have law and we have order. We have law and we have order. And if your state tells you that there is a curfew and you do not disperse upon knowing the time frame that you're supposed to disperse, it is then up to the law enforcement to fortify, secure, and defend businesses, to defend people's homes, to defend state property, government property. That is why they are there. And to make sure that it doesn't escalate into fires and, you know, co you know, liquid cocktails of, you know, God knows chemicals or whatever else they're throwing at in bricks. They're there to keep the peace. So what occurred was a gentleman apparently climbed over the fence and trying to get into the state house. So he was shot with a rubber bullet. He was shot with a rubber bullet. And that particular instance is what they're blaming that the chaos started to break out. Sorry, wrong, obey the freaking law. Protest all you want, make change, meet with your leaders, get a plan, and racism, no matter what color your skin, should not occur. Should not. And we need to do better as a country, we need to do better as a people. But do not blame the people that actually take the office of to serve, to protect, to honor, to defend, and make them the victims or the villains. Do not do that because you're a disgrace as an American if you're doing that. We need law. We need order. And we don't need 
the bullshit that's going on right now that is not solving anything. It is, and here it is Mindset Monday. How do you change that mindset? How do you? And we're going to chat about that. So take it over, sister. I'm fired up. Ooh, yeah, I hear that. Listen, I'm fired up as well. And what I will say is um, these are my views. And I had a great conversation with someone last night. And I really heard it from a, a different kind of outlook or avenue. And what I will say this, mindset begins with education. Something drastically needs to happen. Now, I am no expert on it. I am only speaking from experience. But what I will say is this. Protect, serve, and defend. There are, unfortunately, more... I don't want to say more bad cops. That's not what I'm trying to say, but we're hearing about that a lot more. And I think because of social media and everything that's going on, we boom, have access to it in a minute. So we're hearing about it live or whatever as it's happening. This isn't anything new. It has always happened. It's always happened. What happened to George Floyd he was murdered. He was it was racially motivated. I something needs to happen. I don't know what it is. But I cannot stand by and see these communities go through what they're going through. To see that husband and wife in their community being beaten the crap out of because of these lo looters and protesters or domestic terrorists, whatever you want to call it. And, and I do want to say, and I'll, I'll share this story with everyone. When I was a little girl, I, we were brought up to love and respect everyone. I didn't know what color meant. I did not know what racism meant. And I had a lot of friends that were African American. We had, I can remember one gal, her name was Christine. That, and she was African-American. We were like the best of buddies. She was endless, endlessly and mercifully always teased, always bullied. I didn't see that. I think it was until that point when I realized as a young girl, I was probably about, I don't know, probably about 10 years old maybe. <laughs> That's when I felt oh my God, what the hell? Like, I did not know how to interpret that. All I knew was I did not see a color. She was my friend. I had many friends. And unfortunately, 
when I was in seventh grade, that led to, because I was friends with uh, African Americans, I had a few Latino friends. I like I didn't care. They were my friends. I wasn't. I just didn't care. And I was attacked at school in seventh grade because I stood up for these people, for my friends. They beat the living crap out of me. And a lot of that came up for me last night. And I can remember them trying, you know, the school trying to get a hold of mommy and daddy. And for whatever reason, they couldn't. And they got a hold of uh, Victor. So, and Victor's one of our brothers who came down to pick me up at school. So, what is happening, I guess what I'm trying to get to is what is happening in the world today has been going on for way too fucking long. Stop the fucking madness. Contact your legislators. Contact your community service leaders. Contact your local police department. Get involved and do something. Don't be adding fuel to the fire. Have your peaceful protest. Hell, even have a fucking bonfire in your, in your own yard and invite your neighbors over. Stop, just stop. I gotta get a Kleenex. It's okay. Um, you know, what I will, you know, you know, I'll kind of enlighten as well. And, you know, we did. We were blessed that we had a family. You know, our parents, we, we never, we never knew any different. You know, we, we lived in Hartford, Connecticut. We, you know, we, we had all friends that, of all different races. We never, that never, never even entered our mind. And... Um, I distinctly remember, you know, once we moved to Cromwell, you know, at that particular time in Cromwell, Connecticut, they, the, the black community was very small. <clears throat> and being that we had just moved from the city in Hartford, you know, I remember when I st first started meeting people, they said, oh, you know, you're one of those. I'm like, what do you mean I'm one of those? Like, you're, you're a girl from the city. Like, it was just, you know, I was like this tough chick. Or something. I mean, I wasn't even sure really how to even make of what they were saying. But, um, and some of them, you know, black skin were my best friends. Mm -hmm. And back then, and that was, you know, really, and I want to say that was in the 70s. And I'm not really going to date myself, guys. That was <coughs> in the 70s, early 70s to be exact, 1972. And... I didn't think of nothing of it, but I, you know, I, I think back to those times now and, you know, the innocence of not really understanding what racism was because we just, you know, we had a lot of blacks in our community. We didn't, we didn't think twice about it, being friends with them and family friends and our parents were like that as well. And I think we're blessed for that, that we weren't subjected to, but we were probably looked upon a little differently hindsight now that I think back to those, you know, those kinds of kinds of comments. But what I'm seeing today, and like you said, racism has been around. And we shouldn't be proud of that. We, we shouldn't be proud mm -hmm. that it's been around forever. 
The difference being exactly what you said, social media, video cameras, cell phones, they're out there and you're just seeing it now where others were hidden. You know, maybe they, you know, lived in a predominantly white neighborhood, predominantly white community where they, they didn't see that. Now they're being exposed to it. So for me, and it was a conversation I had this morning uh, with my daughter and she was talking about you know, I think it was three or four different generations. And it was a gentleman that was, I want to say, maybe in his 60s, 70s, and said, look it, you know, I thought back then, power to the people, let's go, let's, let's, let's protest. And then I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 40, and now he's looking down at other generations within his family. And you stand for, you know, change. But what has changed? Nothing. Things have gotten a little more acceptable or lighted in their heads, I think, to a certain degree, but nothing's really changed. And why is that? And if protest has proven anything, it's proving that it's not enough. Protest, while a great tool for people to gather to get their message out, demand change, it's a tool. It's an action. But what's the reaction from that? If you're not bringing people to a round table to discuss, okay, we feel like in this particular community, we're, we're finding that the law enforcement there has, you know, double standards. We're seeing some, some racial things occurring. <clears throat> if you're not having a round table discussion and actually adapting a plan, and I truly believe that there should be a blanket plan for across the United States on just a certain basic criteria criteria rather, that officers and or administrators of law enforcement, law enforcement divisions have the power to do. Like three strikes, you're out. Three strikes, you're out. The first being, if you've been written up for doing anything that's racially connected, you're written up. You have to go through a process of going to classes. I truly, truly believe you need a psych val, you need a psycho, psychological evaluation. If you have a second offense, you're on death duty. You know, you're stripped of maybe your title because they have to work up the ladder just like anybody else in any of the corporate America. We work up the, the ladder of success. And if it, a third time occurs, fire their asses, take their badge away. But I don't see any community actually coming together, sitting at a round table and getting discussions. Now, no, the average community person can't do that, but there's leadership in every community. You have Latino community leaders, you have black American community leaders, you have Asian, like all colors, all backgrounds. These leaders need to come together and they first of all need to calm the masses. They need to calm the masses within their community and also truly understand that there's a difference between protesting and rioting and there's a difference between writing and domestic terrorism. A lot of people associate a lot of this as well, you know, the protesters, the protesters. Make no mistake, America, these are not protesters. And I'm not talking about the protesters that are truly going about it the right way. If people don't believe that there is paid terrorists that are there to disrupt their community, to play havoc on their community, to cause tension between all races, 
to cause tension and destruction and do not care who's in their path. They're getting paid. They're going to actually, this is a job for them. They're getting paid to disrupt our communities. And guess what? They get on a bus and they go to the next community and they do it again. And the focus should be number one, getting rid of those animals because they're animals. Anyone that thinks it's okay to, in broad daylight, daylight, beat a couple up for de- defending their business, you got to screw loose. You definitely got to screw loose. If you want this to be about George Floyd, and so it should, you better do better. You better do better in how you display your demand for justice. So how does the average person on this June 1st and Monday get their mindset in check? How do we do that when we're feeling this anger, this sadness, this frustration, this injustice? It takes courage. It takes probably maybe writing a letter to yourself of how you are feeling. Get it out. You need to get it out because unless you don't clear your head, your mindset's never going to be able to change. Sit down and pretend that you were actually in charge of a meeting in making the change for your community. Write it down. But you also have to have the right mindset to understand. You have to be mindful and respectful and show tolerance, humility to everyone, even if it's an opinion that you don't agree with. I recently had to go through that with a business page in Boston dealing with people that totally interpreted things, one thing, and it was actually another. And they didn't get back to the root of stop, read. Don't just start spewing things without doing your due justice and read what someone's posting before you attack them. Our country needs more tolerance. We need more compassion. But we also have a right to be angry. We also have a right to demand justice be served. But if you don't have the right mindset with the goals ahead of you of what you want to achieve, throwing a brick, taking a bottle and filling it up with, you know, a flammatory liquid and throwing it at a group of people, whether it's a person wearing a badge, whether it's a mom and her children, whether it's innocent victims, whether it's business owners, whether it's government officials, this, a plastic bottle full of inflammatory liquid, is not the answer. No. Taking objects, bricks, stones, it's not the answer. What the answer is, change your mindset. Know that you're not in control of what is going on. You're not, but you are in control of how you react to it. And that takes mindset mindset brain dumping oh my god the list goes on and on and i think this was a great discussion um i do want to say you know i applaud people who stand up for what they believe in who believe that there is an injustice we know we i think we can all agree there was a huge injustice There also are some in the law enforcement, police, or what have you, that are not good cops. 
that really have unfortunately defined and kind of spewed over their internal feelings of whatever to the general public meaning you, you had a you had a lot of bad apples spoil it for everyone else the police brutality needs to stop but i also want to say to the to the state troopers to the police officers who honor protect serve and defend i can't I, I can't say enough good things about what you are doing even in the height of everything going on to do what you're doing yeah i mean they, they have a target on their back i mean that just is if, if we want to be open to say you know that fake officer because i don't I wouldn't even give him the distinction anymore. I even use the word he was an officer because he wasn't. He was an imposter, a, a, a racist imposter, putting on a uniform and a badge every day when he did not really embrace the oath and uh, you know the empowerment of, 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 of protect, serve, and honor. So he was an imposter. And so were, wasn't his three other cronies. They, they, they all, from the very get-go, should have been arrested and I believe, you know, from a Times point of view, they are saying that the, the first one that, you know, had his knee on Mr. Floyd, you know, was arrested within, you know, record time, three days, whatever it may be. However, the other three were not. And they were accomplices. There's no doubt in my mind. And they need to be brought to justice. We, we live in America where, you know, we, we do have a code of ethics. We do have a process that we go through. That is our right as Americans, that we are innocent until proven guilty. Now, obviously, the guilt pretty much shines because you can't deny the videos, but he still has to go through that process, just like the other three meatballs. They got to go through that process and let it run its course. And so it should. I think part of the problem was the officials did not react in a swift enough manner and you know we, we we really had when you think about it we had a bomb ready to go off you have so many people that have been cooped up because of the virus mm -hmm. you know some people are not getting that soft opening going up and we, we really had a, a a mixture of a concoction of anger hatred scared upset you know the economy you know opening up the economy and, and let's just add some racism to the mix. Let's just add some racism. We had the perfect storm happening and brewing. We have the perfect storm brewing right now. And how are we gonna get out of this storm? Better, more educated, more mindful, more tolerant, more understanding what it's like to somebody's, to be in someone else's shoes that is sadly being treated not in a fair way because of the color of their skin, that cannot be tolerated. But it cannot be resolved with burning down buildings. It cannot be resolved with, you know, history just burning right before our eyes. Literally last night when I was watching the White House and, you know, the, the park all around it being burned and then learning about St. John's, which... I think it was 1813, 1816 that that church has been around. 
And I thought to myself, Lordy, I feel like I'm watching White House Down, only it's real life. I mean, that's exactly what I thought I was watching. And then here, I'm not sure what, what, what you can see on your TV, on our TV, we have this channel where it's called Mix News. So you can actually watch four different news channels at once. And it was, I, I can't even describe the feeling. And then when I ever saw that couple being beaten, I mean, I didn't go to sleep till 3.30 and I just, you know, was worried, worried for, you know, our family members that are, that are in law enforcement, worried about, you know, the innocent lives that are out there that are really just trying to make change. I was worried for all colors of skin. I don't care what color skin you have. That's never been my thing. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I'm worried for Americans, all Americans, even the bad ones. Because I, a lot of people, I was actually chatting with somebody, they said, well, why would you pray for someone that's you know, violent, and call, call, causing violence? I pray for them because I, I hope that someday they, 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 there's redemption, that they can turn their life around, that they can somehow deal with that hatred that they have in their heart and, and, and do something good with it. Get, take the hatred and squash it and do something good for a change. And I do feel bad that people have that much hatred in their heart. I do. And what can I do? I'm one person. But what I can control is I can pray. I can pray for their souls. And I can also find out within my own community what changes we are making to make sure that there's not another George Floyd. But in the, in the interim of doing that, I don't, want an, I, I don't want other deaths to occur. And that's what's occurring now. Innocent people are losing their lives, are getting injured in the name of what? Because if we don't change, if we don't make change in the honor of George, George Floyd's name, uh, some, you know, George Floyd Justice you know, Act, and I talked about that with you this morning, if we don't make that change, what is the point? What has this all been for? And what are the ramifications is it going to have on future generations? Exactly. It needs to change on the police brutality end, and it needs to change with everything with the protesting. It's not protesting. It's domestic terrorism. Boom, I said it. And... It is. Anyways... Monday. So now we got it. We, we always want to leave. I mean, we talk about, and we've told you that we've been pretty honest that mm-hmm. we are going to be authentically us. And we're going to talk about subjects that you may not agree with. You may have a different view and we are open to that. We, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty postured in how we feel and what our beliefs are. Um, but that does not mean that we're not open to hearing other points of view. Um, you know, if you certainly want to leave a comment and say, Hey, you said this and I didn't agree with it. Let's open up the table for conversation. And I think that's the part that's really lacking in our society and lacking in our country is conversation. Conversation gets can be hard sometimes. It sure can. And the other thing... Hard, conver- hard conversations are a necessity to build that good mindset. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And the other one little tidbit that I did want to address or mention... Um, and this is maybe somewhat a little related, I don't know, but 
I've seen a lot of posts lately where, well, if you blah, 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 then I'm going to defriend you. Why do you have to... I'm just going to ask this question. What, and, and I'm all for free speech, okay? But my question is, why does somebody feel that they need to say something like that? Like, if you're going to defriend me, go ahead. If you, didn't, if you don't like what I'm saying in reference to this, this uh, Two Sisters uh, podcast, don't listen. Change the channel. Absolutely. And I actually had, um, you know, uh, bring on the haters, you know, and a lot of people say, well, why would you say that? Because I have, I have no, I, you know, my mindset has changed so drastically in the t last 10 weeks of, of, you know, our awakening of what we have gone through. And I have no problem chatting with somebody at net two times, two times I've been, I've been blocked in 24 hours. Yesterday I was blocked, a totally different subject, but I have uh, received a message about a person who, you know, is really, you know, kind of always attacks people that are in direct sales and tries to put them on the defense in a weird way. And I call them the donation police. They, they start out the conversation with, well, what is your company doing for, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine? You know, what are they, they make so much money, you know, what are they doing? And I thought to myself, so, you know, and it's happened on my page, you know, once by this person, but now she's harassing another person. And I private messaged her. I was very postured. And I said, you know what? Direct sales is not for everyone. Just like being a police officer, not for everyone. Just like being a doctor, lawyer, attorney, dance teacher, coach, author. That's why we have different professions out there. So... If you were invited to an event and you weren't going to partake and or buy something from it was an online virtual party, I guess, then why try to antagonize the person to put them on the defense just because they, they want to you know have a virtual party? It's not for you. That's okay. Decline the invite. So she responded with, you know, I'm not crazy and you're a cult. And then she blocked me. And I, some people would get mad about that. I just kind of cracked up. And then it actually happened again today on a Boston businesswoman's page, no less, that I, it's a paid membership that I'm in this group. And my thought on the group was, you know, it's about businesswomen coming together, sharing ideas, passions, cheering each other on. And now the last, you know, 24 hours, it's turned into this whole other. And, you know, I had somebody, I shared a post, which I, on my, my uh, Facebook wall, about a black woman, American police officer. And she had some very insightful words. And I thought, well, you know, they're talking about that stuff. This is a great share. Well, shit hit the fan. And this one very prominent businesswoman in Boston, you know, you know, the whole white privilege, yada, 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 garbage. And I thought, you know, and then she said, you know, you, you're just, you're just you know, portraying, you know, you're, you're just, you know, trying to show that you're a good cop. And I had to pause for a second. I'm like, did you even read my post? Who said I was a police officer? I don't think I say that in here. So now the conversations, you know, we're in the frying pan and we're chatting. Who's that? Is that daddy over there? Yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, she blocked me. I don't care because I'm postured. I've got good mindset and it's okay to have those conversations. Some people can have a normal conversation and get heated. Other times, not so much. So the proof is in the pudding. You can have lip service and lip service and more lip service. 
Right. If you're not taking action and you're not sitting at the table and you're not just demanding change, it's easy to demand change. Absolutely. It's easy. It's easy to hold. It's easy to hold a sign. It's easy to yell profanities, but it takes courage to pick up the phone and say, calling your local legislation and say, I want change. I want to be a, a, a part of, you know, a group, a community, uh, you know, a task force. I, I want in. I want to help. I want to help my community. That's where the courage lies. In addition to the men and women that are law enforcement. And guess what? We live in America. America is about the free freedom we have, but we have law and we have order. You don't like it, get out. Okay, and you know what? I couldn't agree with that more. And we always try to keep it to 30 minutes, and we certainly are over. That's going to happen every now and then. But you know what? We are so thankful to share what we are passionate about, and we encourage you as well to do the same. So on that note, um, we hope you come back. We are on, actually on season number two, episode number one. So in closing, there are ways you can make a difference. My name is Janice Malillo, Wellness Diva with... Uh, hello everyone and thank you so much for attending. This is Carol Sue live from Vero Beach, aka Nani Boss with two sisters. And a book. We'll see you tomorrow and we have a wonderful guest on, Chandra Lee. So stay tuned.